felt all flushed, embarrassed by the crowd. I felt he'd found my letters and read each one aloud. I prayed that he would finish, but he just kept right on. Strumming my pain with his fingers, <laughs> singing my laugh with his words. One time, one time. Killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his love. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the Continue Podcast, everybody. Anthony doing the uh, in studio head yeah. and to the headphones. <laughs> see, yeah, we people can't see it, but today I'm recording with a headset rather than my traditional mic, so I had to do the like in studio session where I'm he, feeling he, it he, so much. He, he full Mariah it is what full, he did. Full Mariah. The full Mariah. I went the full Mariah. I can't. I also. I am gonna need to rely on our listeners to correct me. I had a moment where I was like, "Have we really not done killing me softly? Like, is it is it possible mm. that in three you know, years? I was sure, we didn't until you said that. Until I, yeah, exactly. Like we're we're so far we're so far beyond the the knowing everything we've done yeah. on this show at this point. Here's the thing: people will will <clears throat> quote stuff to me from the podcast like the day it goes up I'm like I have no memory of saying that (laughs) I don't remember us talking about that what what you guys don't know is that I take like I have like an old bottle of laudanum from 1893 (laughs) on the table and I just take like this old handkerchief with a lacy edge and just take a big (laughs) whiff before we start Something <laughs> pretty dreadful of you. Yeah, I don't know if you guys could tell, but I'm really excited that there's a Deadwood movie. Right now. Uh, this show is uh, not about using laudanum. Uh, this is a Isn't show that is. Though? It's kind of about laudanum. It's the podcast. It has similar effects. It, has a sim- it is a similar soporific. It cures what ails people. Like literally, we could take our podcast and send it back in time to like Thomas Edison's mistress and she would be cured of the vapors thanks to our show. Uh, As we talk about video games and the other things that you love, my name is Anthony John Agnello and with me are my my co-hosts, Susan Art. Uh, I apologize if you can hear this. Bridget is losing her mind. Oh, I can't hear it moment. at all. Oh, okay. Uh, wah, she's, I don't know what's going on. Perhaps someone is breaking into my home. It's possible. <laughs> it's entirely possible. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Or it's a I, squirrel. I like or it's a squirrel. No, you know what? Chloe. Chloe, who is the quietest dog who just hides behind me, doesn't want to get involved. If there's a squirrel loses part. She's at the front of the pack barking her head off. I'm going to get it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to bring it to you and then we're going to feast on its entrails. Like, she's got some squirrel issues. I think a squirrel killed her family. Does she ever get her hands on a squirrel? Does she ever get after her? Like when she, you she, let them out in the back, does do they bring back treats? They do not. They, uh, <sighs> Alice just wants to make it clear my yard 
Right. So she'll, she'll run a little, you know, she'll, but yeah, no, they don't, uh, they've never caught anything. They, they, Alice almost caught something once mm. and she was like, oh, holy shit, what the hell do I do with this? <laughs> my, yeah. my childhood dog, who was only around until I was about five, I don't, I don't remember her super well, Katie, who was the mongreliest mongrel in the history of mongrels. Uh, she kind of looked like Muttley from Wacky Races. If, oh, nice! If, if yeah. Muttley, yeah. like if Muttley had got like Topical. gotten to get old, <laughs> right? Like if Muttley got to get like Muttley got to get like really old and gray and wizened, that was Katie. And so when I was four or five, I walked into the yard and saw like a squirrel, just like like a squirrel on its paws and being like, Oh wow. That squirrel's clearly taking a rest. I can get close enough to a squirrel that I can pet a squirrel finally and went over and child me picks up this, oh, no. this squirrel. And I, I kid you not, Katie had hollowed this poor bastard out oh, like a puppet. Like it was just like a sack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> been laid out. And Katie sees me holding it from the garage. And because this was the extent of the enthusiasm Katie could muster for anything, she just starts going. Burr, burr, burr. So I, I put the squirrel bag down. Did and Katie that, also like starting fires and perhaps wet her bed longer no, 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 than she should have? Katie, all, Katie did two things. Katie killed small creatures and got hit by cars. This oh. dog, this dog was run over like six times and would oh. just get up and walk away. She died of old age in her sleep peacefully and she would just just dumb as bricks like some of my <laughs> earliest memories of my entire life are waking up in the middle of the night and just hearing like a metronome <laughs> and then my dad being like Katie shut up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she no squirrel, no squirrel got away. They were they were an inevitable victim. Uh, Dave Roberts is our staff Roberts here on the show. Dave, how cha- are you? Can I change my uh, my title to President of Jack Shit? I th- <laughs> President of Jack Shit. I, I like. We're gonna get into it later, but I think that's like my new favorite line from anything. Uh, from the latest Death Stranding oh, trailers, when, yes. when yes. you're the president of Jack shit. <laughs> Fist pump, yes! <laughs> Kojima's back, baby! That was a, that was a passable Daryl impression. It was, I was I just going to say, that was like a rock-solid, like gotta, I could totally believe you as a boondock saint now. You just, you just gotta clench your throat like that. I don't know. Like, I, I, I've watched like two episodes of The Walking Dead, so I don't know, but I just know that that's... It's the Solid Snake voice, but it's not Solid Snake. Mm, like, that's what yeah. he's doing, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, that is... that the, the Norman Reedus voice is you basically... 
it's almost like he's practicing how to do ventriloquism and his <laughs> and his and his dummy is solid snake so it's like your mouth has to, like he's not like he can't get to where his mouth is totally closed but he's like when are you gonna get over that hill <laughs> something out. You know, <laughs> it's it's like uh, like was the strong was it the, the old strong bad the, from uh, oh yeah senior, yeah senior card uh, gauge se- yeah, se- yeah. senior card gauge oh I know right. this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay so the the, the one delivery strikes me as okay he's he's the producers hot sex toy boyfriend Mm -hmm. and she wants him in the movie cannot act his way out of a paper bag he can be norman reedus he can be yeah he he can be himself yeah he's got a sweet man bun like that's he's got that going for him he's hot i mean he's just he's a really hot dude so like the producer that you can't say no to is like you're gonna put him in the movie (laughs) and he's gonna be a star and they're like yeah okay ma'am yep and then norman rocks up he's like Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's you're the president of Joshua. <sighs> I think this is bad. Just end every every. And she's every, like, you amazing baby. You, you have to so end good. every sentence. Nice bike. <laughs> nice, bu- nice bike. Nice. Uh, how old is Norman Reedus? Because he's In looked 30s, like I that think. for twenty years. Like I don't understand what age he is. Uh, I think he's mid to late thirties. How is that possible? Because Boondock Saints right. was two thousand. All right, I was gonna try and like, like not internet it, but I. It's so strange. And I guess I guess now. Holy like, crap on toast! How old um, is he? Fifty. Fuck what? you! No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way he is that is a 50 year old man wow she, he and um, his, and his sex producer are really in like <laughs> a committed thing at this point damn well wow. okay so this well this explains why he keeps his hair so damn long yeah because what and, and and wears shirts with no sleeves because when you're focused on his guns sure you're not looking yeah at it. you can see it in his eyes that he has you can you see know, yeah well it's like he Hideo has Kojima. Some cycles on planet earth Hideo Kojima is like 55 now and he that, looks that like a 12 year old boy yeah he is he's animatronic don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh so I guess I guess everybody has realized that we're we we've got Death Stranding <laughs> on the brain. It's happening. It's happening. Before, Wait, okay, okay guys, yeah. guys, guys. Okay. I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> but like more so than, than usual with Kojima, or is this like a same? No, yes, no, more so. And okay. here's why. So I watched the trailer, the new nine minute trailer for Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. And it's coherent. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. This is not the work of Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> he does not make things that make sense. Well, I, I got, I gotta say that there are there are two things there are two things at work here. One is I feel like the incomprehensibility of Metal Gear Solid stuff mm-hmm. is is almost like people are expecting it to not make sense. Oh, and, that's interesting. And, and 
Metal Gear Solid, like if you if you step back, there are only there are only two games in that series which truly are fucking batshit insane and make no sense whatsoever. You lie. Uh, no, no, lie? I swear to God. No. I mean, like, like shipping no. out the nano machines. Right. No, two and four don't make any sense. Two no. and four are incomprehensible. Three is just really wordy, like 1960s espionage movie. And five is just like really weird, somber tone poem. Okay, like, wait, 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 wait. So what you're saying is individually, yes, yes. they make sense. But when in right. put into the greater ne- the universe, that's right. when it's all like whoa, whoa, whoa. exactly, exactly. Oh, and okay. so like the all the right. expect okay. like when people when you when we would always see these Metal Gear trailers, it's coming with the expectation of like, nah, dog, I'm not like going to like it feels. Feels like he was like the weirdest encyclopedia Encyclopedia Britannica salesman of all time. Like, can I interest you in this 24 volume epic of all of this information you need to know? And now we were presented with something where like we have no expectations whatsoever beyond the last three years of trailers that were just incomprehensibly strange. Yeah. yeah. And like, as soon as somebody started talking and you realize that like, Somebody has clearly worked with him on a script level. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody talks like a human being in complete sentences. And but then there's also a guy named Die Hardman. Right. So like, there's still that. Right. But yeah, like it really does feel like Kojima, and like you, you can look back at interviews that he's had that like he didn't want to make Metal Gear Solid too. Right. He he like he it really felt like he made Metal Gear Solid 2 under duress. <clears throat> and then he's been wanting to step away from it ever since. And like mm. these games that should never have been connected because he wanted it to stop at Metal Gear Solid 1 suddenly had to be. Mm. So now like we have a blank slate and I like we're seeing the I don't know. We're seeing something, I think, uh, really interesting, something we haven't seen before. But, like, this is the first time since he's been talking about this game that we've actually gotten, like, a, I don't know. I don't want to call it a firm grasp, but a grasp on exactly <clears throat> what he's been working on, which I think is helping, especially after, like, you know, two, three years of tone poems. Basically. Right. <laughs> three years of weird tone poems. Susan, why, what? when watching this got you pumped about this game because I got the sense immediately after you watched this the three of us were texting each other and it Mm -hmm. seemed like you were genuinely excited about this oh I am I am stoked about this um what I've been saying all along about this game is that I love the aesthetic I love the imagery when it's it's a an aspect it's a way of presenting a familiar idea in a way that I've never seen before, mm-hmm. which is there are these invisible creatures from another dimension that we can't see. Mm-hmm. So we've created ways to make them visible so we can avoid them or hunt them or, or what have you. Like the little lamp he has that flashes over his shoulder. I love it's so good. that. It's so cool. So much. So, so much. Um, so I just just the visuals alone and the aesthetic, I was on board from day one. But then watching the trailer, the story makes sense. <laughs> and, you know, it's again, it's very it's it's not 
entirely new ground, but he's put enough of a twist on it mm. to make it his own and to yeah. make it interesting and to make it not feel like we're doing that again. And honestly, the whole time I'm watching that trailer, I was getting the biggest Horizon Zero Dawn vibe from it. Mm. And you know how I feel about that game. Yeah, yeah and it's all, it's the same. It's, well, it's interesting it's a, to see that technology being put to use again. Yeah, it's the and, same uh-huh. engine. And I think they even, like, the the same team is doing a lot of support development on and, this And one. the motion capture. Like, yeah. like the, the same, like, he's bringing the, the cast and everybody into the same studio that the Horizon people used. And it's mm-hmm. so interesting to see all of, like, Horizon's world is... You know, it's very tangible, but it's very exaggerated too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it feels, you know, all the color is hypersaturated and very different. And the thing that is so striking about watching just like gameplay sequences of Death Stranding, and I remember talking about this with the both of you when they showed that first gameplay trailer last year at E3, where we got to finally see him like wandering over the mm-hmm. landscape. I like, I can't believe that's PlayStation 4 technology because it, it looks. Like it, look, so it looks real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It looks real. The thing, what, what I really, another thing that really draws me to it is with Horizon, we've got a post-humanity world mm-hmm. where nature has really, has reclaimed yeah. uh, the planet. And in Death Stranding, we have a post-humanity world and nature has reclaimed, but it's in that kind of, like in, there's so much life going right, on in Horizon. Right. And there is not in Death Stranding. And it's two sides of the same thing. And it's, I love exploring that. And what does humanity do in this place that clearly isn't for them? This is, I I don't know if you guys are going to see what I'm talking about here. But, you know, the, 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 what you were saying, Susan, about him sort of, taking ideas that we have seen before and recontextualizing them. Uh, the one that really struck me was finally understanding where, like what the like weird fucked up zombie military war mm. setting was. And like the idea of the alternate dimension, the alternate bad mm-hmm. place, we haven't seen a fundamentally different take on that since Jacob's ladder came out, you know, 25 years ago, everything is always that Jacob's ladder industrial, dark, silent Hill, uh, mm. A weird techno organic growth thing happening, uh, you know that you that you see carried through even to Stranger Things now, and to see like like when you die in Death Stranding, you have to go to hell, like you're thrust into hell, and hell is just this perpetual state of war and war that's not necessarily human and it's yeah it's so gross and weird and it's so cool to see that original i this sort of very original take on a familiar idea but watching that trailer i couldn't help but think i was like i understand this isn't what the story is doing but death stranding feels narratively and aesthetically Almost like if somebody tried to do what Sucker Punch did, but it wasn't the worst goddamn thing in the world. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely thought to myself, like, I know Zack Snyder follows stuff like this, but does he see the trailers for this game and just seethe on the inside being like, God, I hate what I do. 
I wish I could it's do never that. It's good enough. I'm going to make Atlas shrug now. I'm going to, God damn it. Yeah. I, I, does that, am I completely crazy for making that jump? Is that a strange jump to make? I don't think so. No? Like, you yeah, see it? Yeah, it? yeah. I haven't uh, seen Sucker Punch, so. Oh, Susan. Uh, do you, if you ever, if you ever need to be angry, <laughs> if you ever like have a night where you're like, I want to practice boxing and if need to get me, get myself there. Yeah. I only, I only know of it by reputation. Like I know the general plot of it. Oh, uh, it's not, it's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. I don't want to, I don't want to derail us too far down the Zack Snyder hole there. Yes, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing that really struck me is like, now that we have this firm grasp on the game, but it still really does feel like we don't know a whole lot about it. Like we know kind of the general overarching plot, which is cool. Uh, we get a general sense of the gameplay. It's going to be open world traversal. There's combat, you know, it's a modern open world action game. But then like, there's this tweet that Kojima made. It's this note uh, that he signed. Have you guys seen this? No. Uh-uh. Okay, so he wrote this. People have built walls and become accust- accustomed to living in isolation. Death Stranding is a completely new type of action game. Oh, this the- is the press release that he sent out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where the player's goal is to reconnect isolated cities in a fragmented society. All elements, including the story and gameplay, are bound together by the same theme of strand or connection. As Sam Porter bridges, not subtle, you will attempt to bridge these divisions and in doing so, create new bonds or strands with other players around the globe. Through your experience playing the game, I hope you'll come to understand the true importance of forging connections with others. Now please enjoy the latest Death Stranding trailer. What a guy. What, is that? what does that mean? All right. <laughs> like... like, like, like there's it's so there's going to be multiplayer. I think the website even says that there's like asynchronous multiplayer. I, I was going to say the website the website does fill in a couple of blanks for us mm. about like concrete blanks. Not a lot. Oh. Is that lightning? Yeah. Thunder. Whoa. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima just appeared in Susan's backyard. <laughs> the, the sorrow just showed the up. The sorrow. Ooh, that was holy crap. Okay. All right. So here, here are here is some concrete extrapolation from what Dave just said was in the press release. Death Stranding will have online functionality. It'll be asynchronous gameplay where you send supplies, share safe houses, and walk in the footsteps of fellow couriers to reunite civilization. Choose your combat methods carefully, as killing your foe is almost never the solution, and every death carries a consequence. What does that mean? So, yeah, like, (laughs) well, here's here. I have a thought about that. So the way the trailer was working on Twitch was the more people who watched it, the more handprints appeared. Interesting. Did you guys, did you guys see this? No, I I didn't. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. So what happened? The way it was first was it was covered in that black goo. Oh, okay. So you, you couldn't see the, – the trailer was running, but you couldn't see it because it's covered in black <sighs> goo. The more people that showed up to watch it, 
more handprints appeared oh in the goo. Oh my God, that's so cool. It was so cool. And you could see through them. So you could see these like little, little peaks through the goo at the stuff. So here's what I think. The more enemies we as Death Stranding players kill, the more something else gets removed. The more you, like, or, or or vice versa. Like the more right. you're going to be troubled by things. Right. Like there will be more of these invisible monsters in the real world. The more mm-hmm. things you mm-hmm. kill in the so uh, like. If I'm over here just like, bah, I'm yeah. going to kill them all, it might send all of the ones I killed to your game. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I know this is like, like – that's, that's an extension of what he was doing on The Phantom Pain yeah. mm-hmm. where he was doing like the online stuff where everyone had to work together to disarm nukes, which is like, come on, human nature. Yeah, Someone's yeah. going to have a nuke, but you got to work together to disarm I, those nukes. I, I, I love – the fact, like, Hideo Kojima is not a subtle man. <laughs> no. And no. thank God. Like, I like I like the fact that all of his best games are explicitly these socially conscious, mm-hmm. here is something I see about the state of the world, and I desperately want to tell a story about that and how I feel like humans should behave in response to it. Like, the, the prescience of Metal Gear Solid 2, the revelation that underneath all this purple writing, underneath all of these ridiculous characters and the long monologues, was the most clear-eyed view of where internet culture was going to go over the course of the next 10 years is still just the the greatest defense of that guy as a Mm -hmm. creator and to see this game coming out you know to to, to know that he's been slaving away over this since 2015 and saying I want to make a game that is fundamentally addressing the division between human beings over the past few years that's awesome i'm so excited by this game. yeah and, and then sony <laughs> will say yes we'll give you an infinite check here's a blank check yeah go get oiled up mads mickelson in your game do it yes thank you for that by yeah. the way oh man i okay so we got we got another ca- like we found out some more people who were in this game yes. some more cast members were announced the fact that nicholas wing dingling refin <laughs> wing is Ooh, in this, when? The, the director, director of, Drive. of Drive is a character in this game. <laughs> the, the, the director of Only God Forgives is in this game as a character, and that is Heartman. so awesome. Hartman is his name. So uh, I saw a tweet going around. Uh, apparently, uh, this completes the trifecta of Spirit Brothers, quote-unquote, that he took pictures of uh, right before uh, PT got announced. So, oh. like, on Twitter, he was taking pictures uh, of himself with Mads Mikkelsen, himself with Norman Reedus, and himself with Nicholas Winding Refn. And he's like, oh. finally got a picture with the with my spirit, with the, the last the, the last of the spirit brothers. And now they're all in, in his new game. I am I how <laughs> glad are you guys that PT slash Silent Hills never got made now? Because not I like I okay I'm sad that we didn't get to play that horror game. I think this is so much more interesting. Okay, you're not wrong there. I just That's think it's true. so much more interesting. I would that rather have this 
batshit insane wild depiction of sci-fi technology than mm. like what admittedly looked like a fucking great horror game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. But here, okay, I have a question though. <laughs> Is it about Guillermo so, del Toro's salmon colored shirt? <laughs> it's 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 not. It's not. Nor is it about the big scar on the top of his head. It's about okay, so there's there's a peach brandy where uh what they do is they go to they they go to an or they have an orchard, a peach orchard, and they or a pear, I should say, pear orchard, and they put the bottle over the branch so that the pear grows inside the bottle. Okay, sure. So you you get this bottle of peach brandy and there's a full-size pear in it. It's like how the hell did that thing get? Well, it grew in there. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're doing with the babies? With the babies? I don't I don't think so. I don't know. Are they growing the babies in the bottle? Is that baby brandy? Is Be- that what BB stands for? <laughs> because it's 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 not it's not clear where the babies are from in time. Like it's like it's okay. Again, it's not explicit. The way I interpret what is happening in all of these trailers is that they're carrying around a clone of themselves. Yeah, because notice whenever you're watching the trailer, Norman Reedus, if you go back and watch it, Norman Reedus is always in varying states of aging. Like in in some of the shots, he has very short, bristly hair. In some of the shots, he has a man bun. And yeah, Hmm. like... So I think what the babies are is if you get jacked by mm-hmm. oil monsters, if you mm-hmm. don't get jacked by the Death Stranding, <laughs> then you have a future you that you can just grow into a you that you're supposed to be. That's that's and and like I think that they're lab grown. Because so many of the shots are first person from the perspective mm. inside the baby bottle. Right. Where where old Hannibal is sitting there pontificating. And so I'm wondering if whenever we have those shots of of Mads, of Mez, I want to say it right. I always get yelled at by people when I say Mads. If old Mez Mickelson, I think that that he's talking to Norman Reedus when he's still in oh. in in baby mode. Hmm. I don't know. I, well, again, that could that, be that, completely wrong. And what's the what's the actress's name? Was it Louise Wagner? Oh my God! Stop it! What What's her name? It's Lindsay. Lindsay Wagner. I'm sorry. The bionic uh, damn I'm, woman. I, I'm sir. horrible with actor. Anyway. Uh, oh, I thought you were just—I thought you just didn't know who she was. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, oh, all right, okay, yeah. Forgetting names, were, that's that's yeah, totally okay. She yeah. like that might explain why she's like super young in the game. Yeah. yeah, that was something that gave me pause. I'm like, it's a little disrespectful. No, 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 because she appears in the game as her like current age, and in one of the previous oh, trailers, in the hospital. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, is that she appears as her proper age, and in one of the previous trailers, they show her like as she appears in real life now, and she like oh. eats a bug. She like swallows a like wriggling live bug, and then she deages. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So okay. I I think like and some of the dialogue is implying that like time is broken. 
Yeah. And so I, yeah. I think that what you're seeing is like the linear time doesn't work. And in order to sort of like have your survival plan is you carry around another you. That's just my theory. That's, mm. that's, that's wild yes. speculation. This may be nothing, but they're called bridge babies. Mm-hmm. So my assumption was in order to travel from one eh, to another, meh, whether mm-hmm. that's a time, a dimension, I'm not sure, you have to have a baby. You have to have a bridge baby mm-hmm. so that you can pass through the portal or the gap or the whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do. And that could be time. Yeah. I mean, that, like if that's, if that's, if that baby is you, mm-hmm. right? Like that can be a temporal anchor point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The fact that we're having this conversation at all about a triple A game from Sony is goddamn awesome. I yeah. said, I, so when I watch it, I, I, I'm not embarrassed to admit this, but I was like, as soon as I hit play, I was like, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to watch the clock. And I want to see how long this goes before somebody fires a gun. Mm. Five minutes, seven seconds. That is banana pants. <laughs> yeah. For a triple A game. Nobody, nobody attacks anybody else. The only physical altercation that happens in the first five minutes and seven seconds is him like pushing away those dudes with the batons. He does punch, he does punch a guy. Yeah. But, but then like, he takes a motorcycle. Yeah. It's to get, it's to like get away from somebody. It's not like aggressive. I'm going to hurt you and kill you. And then, then I saw that description of the game on the site and I was like, this is fucking tight. This is just yeah. this is the best. I'm so into it. And I'm um, also super surprised that it's coming out this year. Like, holy crap! Like, I thought it was at least. I thought good. it was gonna be like a God of War, like, like April or May 2020 uh, I situation. Have th- I have a theory about that. I have a theory about that. I think the world should brace themselves for Death Stranding to be about ten hours long. Oh yeah, that's a given. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I I I think, and thank God. <laughs> <laughs> friggin god that we're back to the era of the 10-hour game if it gets to 20 i think i think it's, i think it's more unchartedly yeah yeah so like 15 20 15 20 yeah. i mean uncharted I, I like didn't it take a week to finish uncharted 4 <laughs> is yeah, it uncharted 4 83,000 hours Un- long Uncharted 4 is a bit of an aberration. And then it needed to do a lot. <laughs> and Sam comes in. Oh no, Nate, I got kidnapped again. You got to come get me. And then you go get him. And then he's like, oh no, Nate, I sold you out for 20 bucks again. Oh no. And then you got to go get him again. And his wife shows up and it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Nate, I'm uh, in another castle. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, apologies to Troy Baker. That's not what he sounds like at all. No, but it's it's a pretty good Boston Sam? accent, co- yeah. considering. Yeah. An uh, inexplicable Boston accent. Inexplicable Boston a- accent. I All right. Before we get to our next topic, I just want to throw this out there. I saw the new Godzilla movie last night. Oh, yeah. And delightful. It's a delightful film. Uh, if you've ever dreamed of seeing Bradley Whitford look at a supercharged Godzilla and hearing him uh, just go into full West Wing voice and be like, that lizard's juiced up, then you're going <laughs> to... You- <laughs> 
you get what you paid for. But the only the only reason I mention it is because we were talking like you said the Boston accent, Dave. The final, like the last half hour of Godzilla takes place in Boston, and it's just monsters fucking Boston up. Like, I love it. They go to, like, the Red Sox, like, they go to the field, and that's where the monsters, like, land. They just fucking wreck it. And I was like, oh, I wish PAX was happening during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so awesome if, like, there were, like, cosplayers being like, get me in this picture. I'm in my, like, tracer, but she's in lingerie outfit. And then just a oh. three-headed dragon's like, boom! Grown men shouldn't dress like characters from Adventure Time. Bam. <laughs> unless, unless they are with their very small child. That doesn't count. That doesn't. No, yes. totally different. Totally different. Because there is one guy who he he's who's the dog? Jake. 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 Uh, so he's he's Finn. Yeah. And then his his little couldn't be more than two. Was oh, it's just, see, that's amazing. No, I'm talking about like the 35 year old guy who's yeah, just no, dressed like Finn, and he's 35, but his girlfriend is 20, and yeah. and you're like, come it's on, really weird. Come on, yeah. Pax, Godzilla. <laughs> I love Godzilla. Godzilla does look all juiced up in Godzilla? this movie too. You guys, should. it's also it, that's the, the Boston pronunciation. Uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Would it be Godzilla? They they have a bunch of other monsters in this one. And like one of them's just like a big fucking woolly mammoth. He's not even like a Godzilla character. It's just like a giant woolly mammoth. (laughs) And every now and again, there's like the news reports where they're like, (laughs) it's Snuffy. I'm not kidding. It's like Skull Island Snuffy. He's right there. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. The news reports are like weirdly cavalier too, because (laughs) like they're like, ah, it's the worst disaster in human history. Oh shit! Washington D.C. is underwater, and that man. Mastodon is fucking it up. It's it's a blast. Anyway, <laughs> Susan, Small you're, 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 yes. you've been playing the Persona Q2. I have, in fact, yes. Yeah, and the, you said a fascinating thing about this game. When we were planning this show, you posed the question, when is it too much fan service? Yeah. And I've, I've got to know more details about what you okay. mean. So quick, 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 quick recap for anybody who does not know what Persona Q2 or Persona Q is. It is the hybrid of the Persona series and the Atrian Odyssey series, which are two different RPG series. So it takes the cast and mechanics of Persona and the uh, dungeon crawling and difficulty of Etrian Odyssey and fuses them together. So I was a big fan of Persona Q. I loved, loved it. Uh, Persona Q 2, also a great game. However, Mm. it has the casts of Persona 3 and 4 and 5. They're all playable. That's like 20 characters. Uh Uh-huh. It has... Everybody from the Velvet, except for Ivan, everybody from the Velvet Room, you get your twins, you get your Margaret, you get your Elizabeth, you get your Theodore. They're all there. Right, and they all have stuff, different stuff for you to do. Oh my and I'm God. like, so like, 
Okay, so if you played, uh, if, if you uh, if you're familiar with uh, Margaret, um, is it Margaret? Anyway, one of them is is like a real emo chick who writes poetry and she drops it on the ground. And She's the one from Persona Four, right? Correct. Yes. Right. All right. So that happens constantly. Like you'll go to the velvet room and you'll find her poetry. So you're doing that whole thing. There's stuff with Caroline and Justine, the twins from Persona 5. There's that whole thing. Then the cast of Persona 5, the Phantom Thieves, they all have code names. Well, when they meet the other cast, <laughs> now they all have to have oh code my names. God. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, oh God. Right? This sounds insufferable. <laughs> uh, it kind of is. And that's that's where I'm coming from. Like, yes, as a fan of Persona, I recognize all of these things. I appreciate all of these things. But it's just too much. Yeah. It's just like three casts plus all their plots, plus their in-jokes, plus the running gags, plus all of their their different plot lines and everybody from the Velvet Room and it's all like oh we gotta go on a on a search so Chewy Chie can have meat. Of course we do because it's Chie. And then there's a whole thing between Koromaru and Morgana because she's a cat. Yeah, He's a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like please stop. I yeah <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't realize, I thought it was just like Persona 4 and 5. I didn't realize nope. that they were going to have all the three people too nope. this time. Oh, yeah. That's too much everything. It's too, <laughs> it's, too it's, just, it's just too much. It's, it's too many different things. I, I always, so I, I enjoyed Persona Q. And you, you, we've talked about this on the show before. Like it really gets uh, long in the tooth in, oh, yeah. in the end. Uh, and I felt like they sort of managed the fan servicey nature of it well, because it like there just wasn't that much of it. You know, Agreed. like yeah. the story was very streamlined in Persona Q as opposed to like Persona 4 uh, Arena and Persona 4 Ultimax, the fighting games, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. those stories are bananas involved. And they're mm -hmm. like they're like 30 hour long visual novels. And when the characters from three show up there, they're they're not nearly as developed as the Persona 4 characters. Like it's still primarily a Persona 4 game. And then these other people show up, you get, you get little flavor nuggets of them but this sounds like it's trying to do it's trying to do it all at the it, same it time it really is yeah in in persona q like you said it what you would get little bits of flavor yeah that all wasn't that nice you really didn't know, have to know anything nope. about persona three or four to enjoy the casts interacting yeah didn't have to know anything in this game, I mean, I have had the dialogue on permanent fast forward Ooh, because no. it just goes on and on and on and on. And I don't recall this being the case in, in the first Persona Q. I don't remember the dungeons having messages like. No. You oh, yeah. Oh, all of the dungeons. I'm on, I'm on the third one and all of them so far have all had the same message, which is the value of being an individual. Oh, that's really and they fucking just weak. <laughs> keep hammering the point home over and over and over and over. And I'm like, I got it. I got guys. I got it. Yes. Yes. We all need to speak out our minds. And we got, it's not, we shouldn't just go along to get along. I know. Thank you. I'm on the third dungeon. You made a point. The weird thing is 
like like the desire to push all these things into the same place like i love a crossover as mm-hmm. much as the next guy we all loved it when fred flintstone walked up to george jetson and said yabba dabba do friend i, I didn't <laughs> that's exact that's a topical one right flintstones so and genesis what's the second hand of our reference this episode i don't know what's going on. i guess like i was watching boomerang recently or some shit <laughs> i don't know what's the first hand of our reference you, uh, mudley from the yeah, mudley. Oh, you're right you're absolutely right. i, I you're am right. wearing okay. my top cat underwear today that might so be awful. that's where it's all coming from but like the, the other like the persona three four and five are so aesthetically different like i Mm. I think it's cute to involve like a hint that there's a continuity but like (laughs) i don't understand how the conversation would go if you put these three groups of characters together like would the people from persona 4 be like you mean you can use personas too wait what is that why are you putting a gun to your head that's an evoker an evoker what's that why are you hanging out with someone these are things that actually happen oh that sounds awful that sounds like (laughs) you don't want to hear yukiko being like so in order to use personas you have to put on fetish lingerie yes that's right in order to use our personas we have to wear masks and we just put on glasses dog like yeah i don't want to hear that that's a terrible conversation (laughs) five minute conversations about the costumes like and then you you have to answer like well we just like it so it's fan fiction the game it is it really is and now again mechanically the game's great sure absolutely wonderful it's incredibly difficult, uh, really, really well done, like punishing, but fair. But oh my God, I just want everyone to shut up. Just let me do the things. Like a little flavor is fine, but I should not, like, I should not be able to get up, go make a sandwich and come well, back and you're still th- talking to each other. Really the point. Just been, like, like, it really should have just been like three groups of people just hanging out and then going on an adventure. Like, don't, you don't have to do the thing where you explain everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to do that. It's fine. Like, if you're coming to Persona Q2, you're probably already a fan. You know how this stuff works. There is no way you could play this game without already being very It would. It would just be incomprehensible. Yeah. It would be incomprehensible, because, like, mechanically, Persona is... There's a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, throw 30 characters on top of that. Like, no, stop it. I, 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 yeah, it's, that's weird. It's weird that I sort of understand the the desire to, much in the same way that the most recent Etrian Odyssey, uh, which I I told you guys I tried. I tried to give Mm. that a whirl. But, like, this one is, like, a celebration of the Mm. whole series and all of the things. And it's very, very inapproachable. You know, like yeah. at the beginning, it's like make your first party, and there are like forty-five different character classes because it's every single one from every previous game. But I understand the want to do that For sort sure. of anthology celebratory game, and it feels like it feels like Persona's there, right? Like it's yeah. I mean, it's if this is their swan song, right? If they're never going to do another one of these, right? If they're never going to do another Persona Q, and they likely won't. Because the big the big thing about it was the touch being able to make the map on the right. touch screen. Right. And 
Nintendo is discontinuing the 3DS, and so this is probably it, right? You want to throw, you know, you don't want to leave anything on the table, right? Just put it all in there, all of it. Just every plan we ever had is going in here. We'll never get this chance again. I understand that completely, and I don't, like, I'm not mad about it. I get that, but, oh, it makes it a mess. <laughs> it's so weird that they chose to do this as the all-character mashup when they're doing the Dynasty Warriors game, because mm-hmm. those Dynasty Warriors games are the perfect venue for this all-everything-in-the-kitchen-suit oh, yeah. fan service. Like mm-hmm. the Dragon Quest one, the Zelda one, they, they all just are like, here's all the characters, and they'll have, like, go, one go line ahead. of dialogue. And here, here's a weird enemy that's never existed before. Everyone get together and go fight it. Yes, Punch even it. you get a dwarf. It's fine. Punch it. Don't have like yeah. a ten minute long conversation. The other thing that's frustrating about that being the theme, the the like everybody needs to be proud of who they are, mm-hmm. is you've been through this arc with all of these characters already. Like this, that's mm-hmm. the lesson they've already learned. The only reason you care about them at this point is they've resolved all that shit. Like all of them met. Some very cute mute boy who taught them how to love themselves. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. So you recall Persona Three, the the two different versions of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Have a male and a female yeah. protagonist. They're both in there. Uh, of what? course they are. That yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> so that's a whole story. So wait, thing. wait, wait. Are, so are they different people? Yep. Okay. Yep. They, yep. they don't try to do like they're both the yep. same person, but okay. Nope. Yeah. So you find the girl, and so this is this is what happens with you start with the cast of Persona Five, and then you find one member of Persona Three, which is the girl, and one person from Persona Four, and then like blah blah blah. You got to track down everybody else. So then you have the full cast. So yeah. So you find Persona, the girl from Persona Three. She, you find the rest of the cast, and they're like, we don't know you. She's like, what, what are you talking about? That's Kuromaru, and that's Akihiko, and that. what are you talking about? And they're like, we have no idea who you are. I'm so angry that now I'm like, <laughs> but why? Like, yeah. like, that's just enough fan service that I'm like, oh, man, I would go read that Tumblr. Like, <laughs> that's awful. Awful it's, that I respect. Yeah. Is, the, is the girl robot from uh, the I fighting guess. games in it? Not Aegis. Not Aegis. Oh, the other no. one. Mm-hmm. No. That's a shame. No. I like that character. Wait, unless. She has like wings and shit. Oh, then no. <laughs> no. no. Do you guys, have you guys ever played the, uh, the Persona 4 fighting games? Only when they were being previewed at E3. They're really good. They're actually, yeah, they're very good. They're very good. It's the Guilty Gear team, right? It's the Guilty Gear team. The story is the best part. And, like, if you can imagine yourself wanting a super badass Persona 4 visual novel, it's really, really good. And it doesn't... The thing that impressed me most about the Persona 4 fighting games is that they didn't sort of backtrack the character development. Like, when you pick it up, it's about a month after the end of Persona 4. Oh, interesting. And so the the main character, like, you know, was like, I'm going back to the big city and I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll miss all you guys. And he's coming back to hang out for the weekend and oh, everybody's cool. nervous because they're like, what if it doesn't feel right anymore? Like, it's it's a really good 
continuation yeah. of the story. Well, that's and- that's kind of like what they did with uh, Dancing All Night, where it was like, yeah, like the character comes back for the summer to hang out, and they are inexplicably dancing like there's that, like a dance troupe and that's how they have to like, yeah, 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 to, like solve right, the yeah. problems with the power of dance leave that town don't live like, there great. anymore it is not <laughs> <a good place. laughs> like you think everything's gonna stop happening with the weird evil tvs at night and it's just not the case you gotta get get out it's not a good don't the real estate can't be worth it <laughs> uh, the juness is really it's it's nice <laughs> Susan, what what is an example, like, besides the original Persona Q? Because it sounds like the original Persona Q is something that did this very well, that got that, like, mm-hmm. that, that balance of fan service correct. Can you think mm-hmm. of another example of, like, what strikes this balance for you, like... What, in like, gaming? Yeah, in gaming. Because mm. it's really tough. Like, fan service games are plentiful. But I think that the ones that actually do it well are very few and far between. Nothing is is springing immediately to mind. It's for me, fan service. Ha- the when fan service works, it's if you get the reference, you're sitting there going, ah, right. But if you don't get it, it doesn't impact your enjoyment at all. You don't even know it's a thing, right? That's the kind of fans, and and it happens uh, in TV stuff, TV and movies far more than games yep. when it, to be done well because it's a lot easier to be subtle uh so yeah i can't i can't think of anything the like it's funny i can think of an example of a game very similar to persona q2 that is another thing that i would look at and be like that's oh, that's wait. too much oh go ahead go ahead do it i do have one what remains of edith finch interesting which Explain. has a reference to it has a reference to unfinished swan in it Oh yeah, I missed it's, that. It's really, it's really lovely too. Yeah, huh. yeah. That like, if you don't, if you have no idea what Unfinished Swan is, if you never played it, that's fine. It's just you go into a room and clearly there an artist hangs out in there, and that's fine. But, but uh, yeah, one of that's, the a is the that's a delightful. That's a delightful little nod. Did yeah. you guys play the uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright game? I tried, no. man. I tried. It's so slow. Like, you play I, it for like six hours and it doesn't go anywhere. But then it goes somewhere and it's like the darkest shit. What? It's so good. Like, like once you, there, there's like a like a th- like a first act turn. Oh, and you're like, oh, shit, they're going here. OK, um, it's. It's cool. I, I, I have. You, you, I've had it, it, it like. It does. Yeah. So, yeah. Like it suffers from that like modern Phoenix Wright problem where it's like, just shut up and get to the, like, like replaying that first yeah. Phoenix Wright is it's so lean. It's so good. It's just like nothing. And but, now you know why I stopped playing yeah, Phoenix Wright. Yeah. 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 But man, like the, the story in that crossover goes places. But again, it's like the puzzles aren't as good as Professor Layton. <laughs> Normal yeah. games, the casework isn't as good as like a normal Phoenix Wright. But man, I tried. Like I it, tried it, to get through that first act multiple times, and it's just such a slog. I couldn't do it. Uh, the, there is something that is Persona Q two esque that I feel like does do the same thing, where it's just like here's all the characters, but. 
they don't talk too much and it just works. Have you guys ever tried the Project Cross Zone series? These are also 3DS games. I don't even know games. what that is. All right. I've heard of them, but I've never played them myself. So there are two of them, and the entire premise is it's like... 50 different Sega characters, 50 different Namco characters, and 50 different Capcom characters. And it's like a hybrid of a beat-em-up and Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's fucking awesome. So you can have, like, you have, like, a grid. The only thing you do is just turn-based fights. Mm. You, You go in, enemies appear, and then you move your guys over a grid, and your party can be like, all right, well, on this team, I've got, uh... Felicia and uh, Morrigan from Darkstalkers. But their backup attacker is Ula La from Space Channel 5. Oh, wow. And then over here, I have uh, Claire, uh, not Claire, uh, Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield from Resident Evil. But their backup is fucking John McClane from Die Hard Arcade back in the day. (laughs) And then you go into the fight and it's like combo based so the point is like you see it all in profile and so the whole point is to keep the enemies up in the air so it's like all right well you're you're chris redfield and jill valentine and you're controlling jill with your d-pad and chris with your your buttons and you're like bang 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 rocket launcher just keeping them up in the air and then you build a combo meter and you'll press the right hand trigger and fucking john mcclain will like in an animated cutscene will appear from the side and he'll be like ah! and like hit them with like a grandfather <laughs> clock that then explodes and you'll see him like in an animated cutscene like flying backwards with his shirt being torn off and he's like oh no I overdid it again yeah or Phoenix Wright and uh, Maya are two like characters as well, and like Maya and Phoenix Wright can like sit there and do combos of like batting people around. But then Hachi from Tekken will be their backup guy, and he'll swing in. Isn't isn't Kiryu from Yakuza in these yeah. two? Yeah. you can have Kazuma Kiryu and Ulala hanging out with Mega Man X, and that'll be like yeah, your. I Yo, they're awesome. And like the 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 dialogue is like whenever they meet each other it's it's like what you were talking about Susan like where like if you know what they're talking about mm. you're like that's delightful but mm-hmm. it is so hyper specific and weird and it just does nothing to invite you in whereas like Persona Q2 sounds like it's just like dialogue 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 trying to justify everything yeah this is like Tron Bond from Mega Man Legends will walk in and <laughs> like, like Morrigan from Dark Sockers will be like, yeah, what's up, Tron? And then uh, Pi from Virtua Fighter will be like, you guys know each other? They'll be like, yeah, we did that one thing with that one time where we fought a bunch of people at the same time. It was crazy. And like, that's it. So you nice. know, and like the theme nice. song from House of the Dead will be playing in the background. <laughs> and like the wealth of knowledge you need to have to penetrate this at all means like you've wasted part of your life. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's so entertaining. So like you can do that. You can have the too much fan service and have it work. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, it's like Smash Brothers, you know, like it's it's yeah. all of the fan service all of the time. But it's it's not <clears throat> repeating it by beating you over the head. Yeah, it's stuff. All I don't the time. I don't I don't think I'm going to play Persona Q2 now. Here's my th- like, here's my thing. If you want to go like lean full into the fan service, then we don't need explanations. Yes, exactly. Right? Like I know exactly what Teddy's talking about when he says he's you know he takes off his bare head and he's actually a boy. Right. I don't need you to explain it. Yeah. Because I you know I was there. I was you know I spent over a hundred hours with this bitch. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's, that's what the this, problem. Like, they're, trying to, yeah. the, they're trying to serve both audiences, and that's the mistake. That's too much. Dave, here, I'm going to sell you. Get Project Cross Zone 2. That's the one to get. Here's how deep this fucking well goes. Like, the first characters you play as in the game are, like, the people from Resonance of Fate. That's nice. Yeah, like, wow. it, they go deep. They go all the way down the well. Uh, it's a bummer, though, because apparently the first game that they did was just called Namco Cross Capcom. And it was a PlayStation 2 game that never came over here. And so mm. it was like before they incorporated all the Sega stuff, and Klonoa's in that one, which means I could have a game where Kazuma Kiryu and Klonoa hang out. And they don't, they, he's not in just, it. Just start learning Japanese, it's fine. I'm not going to do it. It's only a very difficult language. So thumbs, uh. thumbs up or thumbs down, Susan, on Persona Q2? Uh, I mean... I love the game. Yeah. I, I really, really love it. Uh, I don't recommend it if you are not already immensely familiar with the person, at, at least to you, at least two of them. Like if you played three and five or four, that's fine. Right. But you need to have played at least two of them before you go anywhere near this game. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip it. I think I'm out. You've got you got enough else going yeah. on. All right. Well, we, we've had very extensive conversations about Persona Q2 and Death Stranding. I'm not going to make this a long topic, but I wanted to present a question to you two. Hmm. When do you know it's time to quit a game because it's becoming a problem? Like, I, I, what do you mean by problem? By like, you you recognize that you are at a certain point playing it compulsively. That like you're mm. no longer actively playing it. You're no longer actively taking joy from it. You're playing it to a compulsive degree. Yeah. So my recent my recent the reason this is in my head is that like there's been enough of a lull in the releases where I haven't reviewed anything in a few weeks. I've had like a month off from reviewing. And so I like I've only been playing things to come up with new ideas for stories and things for my own self edification. And yet I have all these things that are very rich and interesting to play. I have a backlog a mile long. And yet I can't stop playing Tetris 99, a game I hate. I hate it. And yet I keep playing it and then i was like oh you you know well i hate it because i hate it because i play it compulsively like Mm. i hate it because i find the feedback loop 
of like finishing in the top 10 and immediately mm. going back to play again like I, it's so irresistible not pleasurable mm. irresistible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i have trouble stopping and it, i thought to myself well if i just want to play tetris and i just want to play tetris on my switch well i'll just pay the ten dollars for the infinite mode uh, mm-hmm. that you just have you can play it offline i don't use it I don't use it. Mm. And like, I'm now, Cause that's not what you, what you're not playing. That's, Tetris. that's not what I'm doing. That's not what yeah. I'm indulging in. And this is a place that I have very infrequently gone to with games. It's very mm. rare that the, the sort of addict that lives in my mm-hmm. heart is triggered by video games. And, uh, like the other times that I've felt it are I've definitely told you guys this story before I've only ever played Civ once in my entire life mm-hmm. and I like started on a Saturday stopped on Monday like I was like that's it I can never play this again this is just not yeah. a thing that I can have in my life and the other one is a game that all three of us love is Pocket Card Jockey I had to yep. uninstall Pocket Card Jockey on my 3DS because I just could not have it there as an option and i am like tetris 99 has to leave my switch it can't be there yep it can't be there and i I, like have you had this experience and what is what is the moment where you see it what is the moment where you recognize it because for me it it is the classic addictive behavior of saying i don't like this i don't like it and i can't stop i actually just did this oh lay it on me yeah, um, this happened to me when Surviving Mars came out. Oh, okay. But it didn't happen until I had already, I had already had more more than like 100 hours in it, but that was very reasonable. Like I'd play on the weekend and then it would sit and then blah, blah, blah. But then it got to the point where I was obsessed with it, so I had to delete it. Yeah. So Distrust, the game that I was playing recently. It is not a big game. Mm-hmm. It has different endings. It has characters to unlock, but it's not very big. It's it's a you know it's it's a very rogue rogue adjacent. Mm-hmm. It's not quite a roguelike, but it's definitely rogue adjacent. And I wasn't liking it. I was not, but I couldn't. I'm like no. I'm going to do this, and this run is going to be perfect, and then I'm going to get the thing I need. And I just kept doing it, and I, as soon as I got up, I started playing it, and then I would play it until, like, my husband wanted to use the TV for something. It was that, it's that level. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I finally uh, deleted it. Yeah. You know, I, I did every – I'm like, I haven't done everything in the game. You know what? Don't care. This is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's different from – and this is this is a, a way to uh, recognize when you're depressed is when you're playing something and you're not having fun. But it normally – like when you play Minecraft, for example, if you really like Minecraft and you normally enjoy Minecraft but you find yourself and you're just mining for materials and you're not really enjoying yourself, you're probably depressed. Yeah. And that's okay. That's perfectly normal. That's 
one of your signals that you're depressed. That's not what this is. No, it's totally different. It's totally, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very different than like a sort of depression cycle. And yeah. I like, it's funny, video games, when I am in a depression cycle, video games aren't what I gravitate towards. Te- Interesting. It's television. Television is, mm, and like, it's, mm-hmm. it's typically even like television that I don't like, especially. Like, if I'm really depressed, that's like when I'll be like, all right, well, I guess I'll watch Mad Men now. Like, I'll finally watch the thing that everybody mm. talks about. And then I'm just in there. Like, compul- again, a compulsion. But it's like I'm not even really paying attention. And, uh, you know, I just well, drown it's, it's something it. that you don't have any attachment to exactly so you don't have to you don't have to think about it exactly very much so and uh <laughs> I, <laughs> I think the worst the worst train of that that ended like it ended good it ended good because i started watching fringe uh and oh. this was this is right after joystick got shut down and i was mm. like in a very bad place and i started watching fringe and if you guys have, if anybody listening has ever watched fringe you know that the first season is fucking awful like it is just punishingly bad and so i was watching fringe while playing paper mario sticker star ew oh no this is just like like a like a month of just self-hating yikes Jesus Christ. Right. And like, like I, like honestly, like I, I'm, I, it was medicinal. Like I let myself detonate from the, the Da Vinci code. Just like, (laughs) but like, like I got through that first season of fringe, like this 22 hour run. And then the show gets really good. (laughs) So like, not only was I not depressed anymore, but then I got to get delight in the wonderful pacey goodness of that show. Uh, But like this, no, like this compulsive, of playing is different like this is yeah i i i know enough to recognize addict behavior especially recognizing addict behavior in myself and like i hate it i hate i hate getting to that place and i feel like there have been times pocket card jockey i was able to recognize it but like before it really set in and for me, that's happening with Tetris 99. Like, I already knew that I didn't like Tetris 99. I've talked to you guys about not liking Tetris You wrote Tetris a whole 90. thing about it. I wrote it, a, like, brings out the worst in you. Yeah, I wrote a 1,300-word essay about how it, like, brings out this ugly little monster in me. And, yeah, like, it's, it's a fucking weird thing. It's a weird thing to confront that you're, you're manipulating yourself and you're letting something manipulate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking hate Tetris ninety nine so much. I hate delete it. Yeah, just delete it's it. Gone. Seriously. It's, uh, yeah. And if you, if you want your Tetris thing, get uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that. I have it already, Dave. I have oh, it. Boy. It's on my Switch. <laughs> oh my god! Look, just just delete it. Yeah, it's gone. It's, brains yeah. are weird. Brains are weird. That game is is giving you something, mm-hmm. some kind of brain jolt, some kind of chemical, some kind of something that your life is not producing right now. It's filling a hole yeah. in your soul, but it's filling it with with poison. garbage, with just garbage. Yeah, and that's 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 what an uh, that's what an addiction is. It's trying to fill up a hole mm-hmm. in your soul. Yeah, and it it doesn't work. No. Sucks. Not even, and, but being able to recognize it with a game is really valuable, yeah. right? Especially if it's 
God help you if it's if it's a game with like microtransactions or something like that. Like I know I know people who what what is is it the Fire Emblem game that's like a gachapon kind of oh, thing? Oh God, Fire Emblem Screw that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know people who spent way too much on that because they want that. They they were going through some stuff mm-hmm. in their lives and they wanted that hit of look what I got out of this loot box. Right. And like, I, I consider myself very, very lucky because the gambling impulse that microtransactions and loot boxes trigger, I have a, just a natural repulsion to it. I find, oh, I, yeah, like gambling in any form, like I, like I'm not giving you something that I've, I'm, this is my sure thing. I have five dollars. This is a sandwich. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you my fucking like, sandwich. Like, I, I make X amount of dollars a week. I'm not spending, I'm not throwing this money away. Not happening. Like, yeah. Not, not at all. Not ever. But the, yeah, it's, it's the, I, and I know, I know like what the response is. Like I can recognize it in all of these things like pocket card jockey and Tetris where it's mm. the, it's the almost the, yep. oh, it's the almost. Oh, and that's, that's the high. What I want is the almost and God, it's just poison for my head. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to go. It's bad news. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I don't really get that with games just because I don't really stick to any one game that long. But yeah, you cycle through. That, but I had that with Twitter. Like, that was me and Twitter. Oh, that's true. That's true. And, and like, at, at, at a point, it was like, so Twitter is a place where, like, one, I find out about the world events. Uh, the world's on fire. And, like, it's probably always been on fire. It's just now everything is just, like, in your face all the time about it. And, but it's also the place where I get to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of friends that I only know because of Twitter, because of like the internet, the magic of connecting people uh, through the information superhighway. Strands. Strands. Yeah, the, the strands that connect people that uh, Norman Reedus guy has to... Anyway. Uh, but at, at some point, I had, I, I had to look at it and go like, it, is this worth it? Yeah. Is 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 it worth yeah. me just spending every like spare moment of my time staring at this thing? Like what is it giving back to me? And like I found out like being away from it for like 2 weeks now, uh it was giving me a lot of bad vibes. <clears throat> so like I like I just deleted it from my my phone, deleted it from my tablet. Um I don't log into it anywhere. Um, I have like a burner account that I use to follow Wario 64 because that guy has all the yeah. hot deals. You yeah, Jeff Keighley. Keighley. Jeff Keighley yeah, is. I have, I have a direct line to Jeff Keighley, but like that's it. And like I feel it's like a weight has mm. been lifted mm-hmm. because it's like the, like on like there are other ways that I can connect with friends that yeah. aren't Twitter, like Discord, like texting them, mm-hmm. you know. And like you just you you have to cut that shit out at the root, yeah. Or it's just going to poison you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it that? What was the hole in your soul that that was feeding? Connection. 
Because, mm, okay. like, you know, like I live up here in Washington now. I have I have some friends here now, which is great. But like, I don't know a whole lot of people here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like being in the games industry, everyone lives in like different parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And like wanting to connect with those people, like like colleagues and people that I really like and whose opinions I respect, like you have to do that mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, but then the other thing is just like like at, at, at a, like the like that's how it gets gets you. That like when mm-hmm. it first started, like Twitter was just like oh it's like yeah you know this innocent thing you just hang out with people. But then even then, like it, I was using it way too much, and then it was just like it became an outlet for everyone to voice their frustrations about the world. And then you just get yeah. in this feedback loop of yeah. what is the next thing? What is the next bad thing that's happening today? Has it happened yet? I need to know right now. You don't need to know right this second, yeah. but your yeah. brain is like, I need to know. And you get that dopamine hit every time you refresh and a new story pops up. It's, it's poison. Like, like the, no amount of vision quest that Jack Dorsey goes on is going to fix the inherent poison. <laughs> no amount of ayahuasca uh, retreats that that tech bro fuck goes yeah, on no, no amount is going of to fix it. Fucking like steam bath, like, no amount of raw water is going to fix <laughs> the cesspool that is just natural to, to Twitter. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, everybody, if there's anybody listening, anyway. yeah, if there's anybody listening who who is listening to this section of the show and feeling uh, familiarity. If anything that we're talking about is something that you're like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about. Uh, don't feel ashamed by that. Don't be worried about that. But also, uh, you know, find somebody to talk to about it. Uh, no, it be, be concerned. Sure. Because that means something is inherently broken. Yeah. At, but but. Forgive yourself. Yes, and recognize that it can be fixed. Like yeah. broken, broken does not mean unfixable. Uh, yeah. Luckily, the the human soul is uh, not an iPhone. It can't just be junked for parts. Uh, you can go out. You can go out and fix they're, that motherfucker. They're not going to remove the headphone jack inexplicably. <laughs> right. Right. Six generations in. Right. Wait. <laughs> also, that metaphor doesn't work. Don't be that person just walking around with AirPods in. Just don't just do that. Just don't do it. Just come this on. This is not part of the metaphor. This is just <laughs> this is a, a this direct is a, request this for is me. This is a soul thing. Come on. Stop it. You look like a douche. Unless no. you're actually waiting for a call, in which case, rock on with your bad self. But no, if you're just th- that person who's just walking around, stop it. Guys, I just realized something. What? Jeff Keighley is going to be in Death Stranding, isn't he? He's going to be a character wow. in that game, isn't he? If he's he not, like, he's absolutely going to be in there. Fucking tweeting and deals. Good for him. Good for him. If, but as long as he's, he's tweeting not, deals. What if he's not? And that's what, like, ruins the friendship. Because oh, no. oh, wait, what, no. I never got that call. You never got the call. Oh no! I totally meant to put you in the game, dude. But no, like, dog, like, no, we've been going about this whole thing all wrong. What if Keeley's the baby? What if Keeley's the baby the <laughs> whole time? The oh my god! And that Norman Reedus is trying to deliver him to the other side of the country for world exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the, the, the game ends with Norman Reedus walking into the uh, 
Los Angeles, like the the video game awards stage, yes. and then it cuts to the actual awards show yes. starting. Yes. We know what this game's going to be. I'm so excited. Uh, Dave, <laughs> who, whose fault is this? Who made this happen? Who's, who needs this to be punished for the crime that is this show? Uh, Venom punished snake needs to be. Uh, uh, this is uh, brought to you by our wonderful Patreon backers. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. Back us for um, however much you'd like, but we do have some special tiers. $5 gets you access to our exclusive discord uh, where we hang out and um rant about how weird that pokemon conference was uh it was very strange um but the ten dollar level gets you a special shout out on our show so here's a shout out to ryan brady nick grugan double taco yaddle gluttony one of seven ryan mance adam condra matthew peters michael coffee thierry belair eric van quill the fancy manatee denton brock Elio Dare, Snormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, guys. Um, bottom of our heart. Thank you yeah, seriously. so very much. Yeah, and uh, if you're not a backer and you're not interested in being a backer, just thank you for listening. Uh, you're here at the end of the show. If you're hearing this, you're at the end of the show, and that means a lot. Uh, share it with a friend. Get, get, it, get it to somebody that you know uh, who you think would enjoy a conversation like this, and spread it around. It means the world. Uh, Dave, where can uh, the people find you, even though you're you're no longer uh, on that poison cesspool? Uh, the Discord. That's the where Discord. I hang out. I'm usually yeah, I hang out there you're all the, the Discord. time. So yeah, I'm all the time. Yeah. So that that's where and you know my house, but like I'm not <laughs> all the time <laughs> right there. So uh, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on uh, the cesspool at a John Agnello, and you can catch me daily at escapismagazine.com. Uh, yeah, people are angry at me on Twitter, guys. I got. What'd you do? I I I. Well, when we were texting each other about Death Stranding, and Dave yeah. was like, "Was like, yeah, man, he made a full game in three years. It's amazing." And I was like, "No, he he finished another game, shipped an online game, started a third game, then got fired, and his name was stripped off his company. Then he left and went to another company." And I, like I said all these things, and then I ended it in, right, in, yeah. in the same amount of time that it took Square to release two trailers for Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I thought that was pretty funny. And I, uh, Yes. And then, oh, did you, go, did you go viral? Oh, man. It's currently at oh, 8,500 no. likes and oh, like no. 6,000 retweets. And oh, my God. Ch- like children are being like, fuck you. It's apples and oranges. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. And wow. yo, it's totally inappropriate for an editor at a gaming site to say that about Square and you shut oh, up. And I'm just like, Jesus. grow up, children. You all, I had to mute this girl who's like a, she's like in college because she wouldn't stop. She she wouldn't stop tweeting at me that I was a bad man for saying this. I was like, this, it's not even a good joke. It's an extrapolation of what Dave and I were riffing on in a text message. It's it's, a true statement that a man was fired and started a company. It's just a recitation of facts. That's pretty funny. God damn it. Susan, where do people find you? 
Uh, I'm I'm at Shea Cesspool, uh, also known as Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at Susan Arndt. Uh, also, we, we said this in a previous podcast, but I, I want to reiterate it because it is something that I've been very actively conscious of doing recently, and I have found that it has improved the cesspool experience. When you see something cross your timeline that is inflammatory or upsetting or frustrating – Unless you have something to add to the conversation. Yes. Let it go back. Just let it go. Like, unless you have something dip, something that has not already been said by the 6,000 people who have replied to it angrily, <laughs> then just let it go. And you'll feel a lot better and you won't be adding to the noise. Just, yeah. That well, game's coming out any day now, you guys. Any day. Oh, it is coming. <laughs> well, because they, they're going to announce more June E3. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but man, what if it comes out the same year as Death Stranding? Don't. Don't. Don't, <laughs> don't get my hopes don't up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Come on. Don't go crazy. That's crazy talk, Dave. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I will say this. Shenmue 3 and Death Stranding are coming out almost exactly oh, two shit, months that's apart. Right. That's coming up. That's coming out this year, too. Isn't that's it? pretty clear. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I hope it, I hope it looks as bad as it did. Yeah, I think it will. I think yes. I think it's going to like I think it's going to look and sound and play like a Dreamcast game. And I could not be happier. I am thrilled. All right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.